1: Okay. I am just elated uh, uh, for this conversation. And this is a conversation that we've been hiding from Brian. So he's had no idea that we were going to do this. Uh, for, our, for our diehard listeners, you may remember uh, not too recently, uh, not too long ago, rather, um, the conversation of cute aggression came up. Uh, we are today joined by Dr. Catherine Stavropoulos. Uh, assistant professor at the University of California Riverside's graduate program in neuroscience and a licensed clinical psychologist to talk about cute
0: aggression. <laughs> oh my god!
1: I'm looking. I'm
2: looking at my dog right now, and he's just she's cuddled. He's cuddled up, and I just,
1: it just yeah. My, so grind my teeth. So um uh, I guess. Uh, for folks that don't know what cute aggression is, we're about to find out. But how about we start this entire thing off, um, Catherine, by talking about th- this? Sounds like a really weird question, but I know that it's not based off of a a, a stuff you should know podcast that I I listened to maybe about a year ago. Um, so the the silly question that seems silly but isn't really: uh, what is cuteness? Okay, and and what purpose does cuteness serve for humans?
3: Okay. That's not a silly question. I'm also elated for this conversation. (laughs) So thanks for having me. Um, So what is cuteness? So cuteness actually is a pretty universal phenomenon. Um, I know that it might seem like something where everyone has a different definition of cute, kind of like everyone has a different definition of like, um, physically attractive, but it's actually a lot more universal than that. Um, so we know from research back in like the fifties and sixties and seventies that what people find cute actually tends to be the same. Hmm. So we think that things that look infantile are really cute. So like really big eyes and small noses and chubby cheeks and Heads that are too big for the body; those are kind of yes.
0: Brian <laughs> <laughs> is losing it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Holy fuck. So- but, but wait, 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 wait. But but you say that, and like you say, when things look infantile. So I identify with having cute aggression, which I think you're saying is a pretty uni- you're, What you're saying is a pretty universal experience. But I want to know why I don't think babies are cute. Then because I think babies look kind of like potatoes. And I think puppies are really cute, but babies <laughs> kind of just look like little potatoes.
3: <laughs> okay, so let me let me answer the first question first sure, about yeah. what is what is what purpose does cuteness serve? And then I'm so excited to explain this to you, Brian. Although okay. <laughs> I have to say I don't know all the answers, but I have some some thoughts. Okay. So the purpose that cuteness serves, we think, although you know, no one knows for sure, is that we think it helps those of us that are adult creatures of any kind, take care of infantile creatures that need taking care of. Mm. So every animal, although humans have a particularly long period of being pretty <laughs> helpless, um, but all animals when they're very, very young need, need to be taken care of. So the idea is that the cuter they are, we think the more the adult species or animals are driven to take care of them. Mm. And if there wasn't some sort of like universal signal of infantness then it wouldn't be clear necessarily that they need to be taken care of. So that's the
1: idea. Would that, would that mean, and I, I, I really don't know. I don't know much about anything that, which makes me ask this question. Would that mean <laughs> that like, let's say, let's say a deer, right? Cause I'm, I'm trying to think of like one of the cutest, Baby animals, I can think of, and and, and deer. Are quite, I think they're quite okay. cute. Every one of that's
0: them. That's pretty. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. good example. Yeah. Keep yeah. Going. Okay. Perfect. <laughs>
1: okay. So let's say a deer, a, like a, a um, Brian, settled down. A doe, a deer, a female deer, uh, has <laughs> has a baby. Okay, and the baby deer that comes out of that deer is like um, is an abomination. You know, like like is not <laughs> oh, no. is not as cute as what most baby deers look like when they come out would that mean that the mama deer would look at that baby deer and go, mm, you know what? You're not cute. <laughs> en- you're like, you don't hit no. the cuteness not- scale enough. So I'm going to fucking leave you to be food for that. Like lion. Over there.
0: No, <laughs> uh,
3: I hope not. I don't, I don't know. I have to be honest. I really hope the answer is okay, no okay, to that. Okay. Great. Great. Because great. well, and to be fair, I think if we're talking about like maternal instinct, that overrides mm. is my ah, guess. Okay. Anything about, I don't think we can be subjective about our own kids. Um, I don't have kids of my own, so I, I could be wrong about this, but I know that most parents of kids to them, their baby is the cutest thing in the entire world. Even yeah. if the rest of us are like, yeah, your baby's Yikes. cute. Yeah, right. And yeah. we think like, it kind of
0: looks like a potato. It's not that cute. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly.
3: If we think it's a potato, we still smile and say how cute it is.
2: Yeah. Mm. So, so if it was, so in the, in the example that Jerry like, would that be more applicable, um, to that would would that may might be more applicable to um to a creature that isn't the like mother or father of that uh, of that of whatever that thing is that needs taken care of like if it didn't present this cuteness factor then you know like if there's a you know like if you go and find a baby sitting on the sit, sit, like sitting on the sidewalk in a in a in like an abandoned car seat or something you'd go oh my god yeah That's that needs that needs to be taken care of. And it's not mine, but I need to take care of it at least right now until I can find somebody to permanently take care of it.
3: Exactly. And I think I think whether or not we find something cute and like we want to, you know, squeeze it and love it, like I can clearly see Brian does so badly. um, (laughs) I think there is this universal sense of cuteness, like exactly like you said, even if there was a baby that, you know, looked a little bit like a potato, if it was abandoned on the side of the road in a car seat. almost all of us, I think I would say have this instinct almost like inherent instinct, right? Because they have all the infantile features. Like there's something about that that draws us to help, right? Like they look helpless, mm, they need mm. help.
1: And again, those features are like, are like really like, like over the top big eyes. Um, like, like, you know, like you had said chubby cheeks, um, like, Mm -hmm. like, like a head, a head that is larger than the body, You know, like I'm just thinking of like the cutest things I can think of. And they all seem to have those same
0: kind of traits or those features.
3: Exactly. So that's the idea, right? Is it's kind of universal.
0: And and I guess like, um, I guess that kind of leads into to for me to elaborate on that. The first question that I was asking, like, I like that example of a baby that's sort of left in a car seat on the side of the road. If I saw that, I would definitely want to take care of it. Like, I would definitely want to do my my best to make sure that that baby has its best chance of living its best life possible but i don't feel cute aggression towards a baby like i do towards a baby uh, duck a puppy or something like that so yeah. so yeah. what is cute aggression then like why do we feel why do we feel that aggression towards things that are, that we see as being yeah, really why do cute? i want to bite my dog's <laughs> ear off Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, this is a
3: good question. Why do I sniff my dog's feet really weirdly and then sort of say I want to bite them? That's so weird. If you think about it objectively, but I want to do it and I you know, I do smell their paws and talk to them about how I want to eat their feet. Super weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah, day.
3: You know, yeah. Taylor's nodding his head. So I'm not totally nuts. No, no, you're, uh, no, you're not.
2: <laughs> like, I, I do. I do that. I do that. Every, I mean, like, wonderful. I'm not alone. I kiss, my, I kiss my dog. I said this to, I said this to <laughs> Kyla the other day, my partner. I, I was like, I think I kiss Loki. 40 to 50 times a day. And then I actually just observed myself over the next 10 minutes, like kind of objectively and went, Oh, it's more like, yeah. Oh, but t- like so, I'm just, so Tay so Tay t- kissing over.
1: is one thing, but, and, and, and when we talked about cute aggression the first time, uh, so my dog, Bigby, who, who is, he, he's, he's dead now. He passed away this past summer, but he was, he was for the, for the type of dog he was, he was very cute. And especially when he was a puppy, he was super cute. Um, but, but, and this isn't, I know like this is, this is objective. There's no subjectivity here. Like he was a he was a really cute buddy. Um, but there's a difference between the way I wanted to kiss Bigby. We're like, you know, just nuzzle right up to his scrunchy little face and kiss him. But, but there was also this feeling of, you know, his ears. Like there were moments, Catherine, where I legitimately, like I would put his ear in my mouth and like uh-huh. have to, have to fight this internal need to want to like seriously chomp hard Uh on his ear like it took every ounce of my energy not to break the skin of his soft velvety perfect little dog (laughs) ear Uh what the fuck is that what is that
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that is cute aggression like that to a T and I don't know how do your listeners know like the definition of cute aggression would I don't it help for me to give it I, it would
1: very much help I think yeah let's let's go right into that
3: Okay so cute aggression is I mean you basically described it perfectly but if we're taking a not personal example and kind of going broader it's basically people's urges that are so odd to squish Squeeze, pinch, bite, punch. I heard kick. Yeah, right. crush. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 Crush. Yeah, crush is a big
3: one. Something they find so cute. But the twist is that they don't actually want to hurt the thing. In fact, like they want to take care of it and protect it and love it. So it's extra weird and confusing because we say words like, I want to crush you, or you know, we put our <laughs> dog's ears in our mouth and we try not to bite them. <laughs> but like deep down the last thing we'd ever want to do is hurt the dog or the Mm. baby or the kitten or whatever. So there's this huge paradox because we say words that are kind of violent if we think about it. um, But we don't mean them at all. Mm. Mm -hmm. But we like some of us squeeze our fists. I saw Taylor earlier, like kind of tensing his whole body or no, you gritted your teeth and Brian tensed his whole body but like yeah. we all have these different like weird body mm-hmm. signals and they look aggressive if you didn't know better mm. but they're not so it's so odd as a phenomenon and the name that it's been given in research now is cute aggression
1: and is this it's like it go go for it Tay. it's 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 like
2: um it i almost feel because i've i've i have uh you know i've been i've been at least subconsciously aware of this feeling forever you know since since you're a kid and you get, and you, and you know, if you grow up with a, if you grow up with a pet in your house, I mean, you just know that feeling. Like it's And, and, and I think, and I think sometimes in children, it can actually present as some type of like harm because they are not maybe as they, they don't know, not like, Oh, I shouldn't do this or this will hurt the animal or whatever. And like, I feel like it's almost this overwhelming sense. It's this overwhelming sense that I almost want to, I almost want to like absorb the animal. Yeah. Yeah. I, want yeah. to be totally. one. I want to be one <laughs> with the animal yeah. Yeah. and that like, and like that overwhelming sense it, it, it's like, and I know that I can't, like I can't, I can't absorb it, perform. I can't absorb <laughs> the animal and fully integrate with it. And so, and, and because I can't take that action, the like, the like I'm left with, I'm left with clenching my mm. teeth. Yeah really hard to try and substitute that desire that i can't fulfill
1: it, it okay so you know the, the, talking about this and hearing hearing what you've said so far catherine like it sounds as though this is one of those like bizarre phenomena that that i mean we as humans i know, know we feel it But but it doesn't really make a lot of sense to us why we've like it's it's contradictory as to why we we feel this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this weird battle in our brains. Is this some sort of like um, is this a a like an biological evolutionary type thing that that we don't really quite. um know the reasons why it exists or, or, or do we know where, where this comes from or, or what the fuck this, this, this cute aggression is?
3: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we have some ideas. Uh, researchers have come up with some like evolutionary hypotheses about why this could happen, but we really, I mean, when it comes down to it, there's not one right answer. Um, I can give you the two that I've heard the most as to like reasons why this could have developed. Um, one is this idea that if you think about cute aggression as in part due to being overwhelmed and actually Taylor, I'm so glad you said I'm overwhelmed by so many times because in our research, that's what we found. We found that it's the people that feel overwhelmed who experience cute aggression, not the Mm. people who say like, oh yeah, that's super cute. 10 out of 10, but I'm not overwhelmed by it. Mm. Right. It's, it's (laughs) the subset of us, or I guess it's actually in our research, it was majority who said no, it's so cute. And I'm so overwhelmed. I cannot even handle myself right now. And those are the people that feel cute aggression. Mm.
2: So (laughs) (laughs) from an
3: evolutionary perspective, one of the ideas is that if cute aggression, if this feeling of cute aggression has to do with being overwhelmed, one of the problems could be if you're so overwhelmed by how much you adore this cute thing and how cute it is, you might just stare at it and not actually take care of it. Like the overwhelm might like, almost inhibit your ability to take care of it. You might just look at it all day and be like, oh my God, you're so cute <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and do nothing mm-hmm. to take care of it. And then it wouldn't get fed and it would die. So one idea is that maybe this helps us kind of like come down from a state of complete overwhelm and like, I can't handle it. This is not handleable. I'm, I'm losing it.
1: Whoa. So it
3: might like bring us back to reality a little bit by paradoxically mm. giving us this bizarre urge to you know crush something. <laughs>
2: Whoa, <laughs> Which that is, is weird. That is yeah. so
1: trippy. Yeah. That is yeah. Super like if, weird. really just weird. Mm. Yeah.
3: Um, so that's one theory. And then the other one that I've heard a couple of times is that maybe it helps remind us how fragile this little creature is compared to how big we are. Mm. So it might serve mm. as a reminder of like, okay, I know you really like it and you want to hug it, but hey, hold on. If you were to actually like squeeze it too tight, you're going to murder it by accident. Right. So like walk carefully. If it's something on the ground, hug carefully. <laughs> if you're going to mm-hmm. hug it, like don't, you know, don't go 10 out of 10 and loving it. Cause you might suffocate it to death. Not on wow.
1: purpose. Wow. So, so, so a, a sort wild. of a sort of like built in mechanism to show us the importance of, of the role that we play in ensuring that this thing survives.
3: I think I mean, and th- again, those are theories I've heard. But obviously, we can't, you know, directly test evolutionarily why this came about. But those are the two theories that I've that I've heard that I think are very plausible given what right. I've done with research on this. I,
1: I think it's important to note here as well, because uh, Brian, I don't know if you know this either, but um, uh, Catherine, you. You know what you're talking about here, uh, as you have conducted one of the first neuroscientific studies on cute aggression, correct?
0: Dude, I was going to ask, and yeah. I was going to ask how you do it, and I was going to ask about all the details, if you can <laughs> explain <laughs> the really cute things that you try, and yeah. also I was wondering if you have anybody that, if, you, if you're looking for test subjects, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. I am yes totally Yes to everything. <laughs> yes. Sign me up!
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes to all of it. So, I, I, how, um, how yeah. do, how, sorry, go ahead, yeah. go ahead.
3: Well, so yeah, we did do, we did the, to our knowledge, the first neuroscience study of acute aggression, which was really exciting. Um, and I, ha- I have to just, because this is, I think this is funny and sort of a cool story. I have to share one little anecdote, which is that the way I did this. So I'm a, cl- I'm a clinical psychologist and a neuroscientist. And so most of my research actually is either clinically thinking about differential diagnosis of kids, like autism, anxiety, depression, things like that. Or and slash or I guess looking at neuroscience and autism, so trying to understand kind of mm. um, any potential differences that are happening in brain activity for kids with and without autism to help us better understand how we can provide them with support. So that's kind of my normal research interest. So cute aggression seems a little bit <laughs> off left for me, <laughs> um, but this started because when I was a postdoctoral fellow on the East Coast, I was sent a BuzzFeed article, and it said. 21 ways to know that you suffer from cute aggression and my friend emailed it to me and said oh my god it's you
2: this is why you are the way you
3: are (laughs) because I was the friend who was like oh my god that puppy I just want to smash it and I want to squish it and crush Mm. it and people were like okay weirdo like you're the strangest and so I wrote back and I said you know what when I have a lab of my own and I'm a, I'm a grown up and a professor and I have my own neuroscience <laughs> lab, this is what I'm going to do. Like mm. I'm going to figure out the brain basis of this weird thing. And they were like, yeah, okay. Ha ha. And then I did. <laughs> I started my lab <laughs> and I was amazing. like, we're doing it. Yeah, we're going to do it.
1: So how so, do you do it? Like, like, what does, what does a, what does scientific study of cute aggression look like? Like, how do you, how do, how do you, how do you study something that seems so um how do you study something that that's that's such a phenomenon that's that that seems still so uh, un, untangible or un un sort of um figure outable well
0: i imagine you get a bunch of cute things together that's what i'm imagining
3: <laughs> i mean you're yeah you're not wrong so <laughs> what we did is So eventually our goal and what what we're actually starting to do now, although behavioral only because everything is still virtual in California here, um, what we want to do eventually is look at whether kids experience cute aggression, how early do they experience it, how young do you have to be, does it relate to other like developmental processes, do kids with autism feel cute aggression, what are the differences? So that's like, that was our kind of end goal, like that was the end game. And the way researchers usually start with stuff like this, especially when it's something that no one understands. And so you're basically exploring like a dark cave of no knowledge whatsoever and trying to like make a TV flashlight to explain something. Um, We started with healthy adults. So, you know, adults, college students, actually, um, who were interested in participating in research. And we used um, EEG, which is a neuroscience technique that involves putting a cap on your head. It kind of looks like a swim cap or a a beanie, kind of. And it has little electrodes in there, and it measures electrical activity that comes off your scalp. So it's not invasive, not painful. It just measures the activity that's there anyway, uh, while your Mm -hmm. brain uh, fires electrical signals, while you watch stuff or hear stuff. And what we did with these undergrads is we showed them pictures of babies that were either photoshopped to be extra cute right so like cheeks enhanced head bigger (laughs) nose smaller all those kinds of things or on the opposite end pictures of babies that were photoshopped to be less cute so thinning of the cheeks making the nose bigger head smaller all those sorts of things Mm -hmm. and then we did the same (laughs) with animals we showed them pictures of baby animals and pictures of adult animals so like a baby kitten versus an adult cat Um, And we measured brain activity while we did that. And then we asked some questions about like, you know, how much do you feel agreement with the statement? it's so cute, I want to squish it.
2: <laughs>
3: or it's so cute, I want to bite it. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Scale one to ten, yeah. how much would you like to bite
0: yeah. this animal?
3: But, but actually, literally, yes. <laughs> that
2: was
0: the question. so funny. On a scale of one to ten, how badly do you want to uh, put its paws in your mouth and, and lick them, bite them, chump. and sniff them? <laughs> yeah.
3: Tragically, not that question. <laughs> but, but yeah, right, like these kind of weird questions yeah. that, you know, if you didn't feel this, you'd be like, okay, this is the weirdest experiment on earth. Um, and then we also asked things like, on a scale of one to 10, how overwhelmed are you? Like, how much do you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't take it? It's so cute. Or how much do you want to take care of it? Like, how much caretaking mm. kind of instinct do you mm. feel towards it? Um, mm. And what we found is that there were differences in the brain in terms of brain activity when people saw the cuter things versus the less cute things. Mm. Um, I, uh,
2: I, I, I experienced when you mentioned like, how, how much do you want to take care of this thing? Mm -hmm. I had this, um, uh, so my dog now Loki, who's five when I got him, uh, I got him in Toronto and I flew back to Halifax. Um, and, and then when we got home, like the journey is over and now we're at home and he's in, he's and, and Kyle was away somewhere. It was just him and I in our place. And he's like slipping all over the floor. He's so helpless. He's a little French bulldog. <laughs> he's got these, these huge ears. And, and I remember having this like very conscious thought on that first night that we were in here together in my apartment. I was like, I would do anything for you. I would, I would kill somebody if they tried to take you from me. Like yep. I, I, it's that, it was that sense of, I understand now how parents talk about children. And, and it had been a completely elusive feeling uh, and thought process for me before that. And then I went, Oh, I completely understand. It's completely changed. I would do anything to protect you because you are just so, you're so cute, but you clearly need me. Like if I wasn't here with you in the last six hours, you'd probably be dead. And that's just, and it just elicits this, you know, overwhelming sense to take care of Uh, to take care of them. And it was, and, and it, and it really like changed my perspective on, on like what it means to like, take care of anything and, and feel something for, 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 for a creature. Mm.
3: Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting thing. And and one thing I will say is that not everyone feels cute aggression. First of all, some, some people think that those of us who do including me are very strange Mm. Um, in our study. I think it was about 60 or 70% who did and the rest did not, but, That doesn't, so I get this question a lot. Like if you don't feel cute aggression, is there something wrong with you? Yeah. yeah, it probably means you're a psychopath,
1: no. right? A psychopath, <laughs> yeah. a sociopathic psychopath. I think that's probably it. Yeah, so- I thought there was a smaller psychopath.
0: percentage than like 30 to 40 percent of the population that was like that. But, you know, it's becoming quite apparent through this study that a lot of people are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally.
2: <laughs> was there was there a difference between between how people reacted to children and animals or was it similar?
3: Yeah. So in our study, we actually found that and granted, remember, this is undergraduate students for the most part so um right. these are usually people between the age of like 20 and 30 um years mm-hmm. old so this is a it's a it's a pretty specific population right so actually in our study the biggest findings were about animals not right. about babies so they were all basically brian is what i'm trying to say we <laughs> right. tested brian 60 times yeah. <laughs> that's right. what we yeah. did yeah um, <laughs> And then, and actually, when we
2: Brian looks like he's straight of a frat right now too. <laughs> this Brian, do- just Brian, just Brian looks I like look. he just came from Theta Beta Psi or whatever. Okay,
0: easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, why, I mean, why is that? Is it? Be- do you think it's because of of the demographic, or is it? Is that just more common that people find feel cute aggression towards animals in general?
3: So that's something we really want to figure out. So before COVID happened, back in the long, long before time that I barely remember at this point, um, we were going to start a study where we tried to do this again, except for this time on purpose, recruit about half of the people in our study that were parents. So had kids of their own and the other half who didn't. Because when we asked people that was part of our study, we asked, do you have kids of your own? Because I thought that might have something to do with it. Only one person out of the, you know, 50 or 60 we tested had kids. And again, that's, that's a demographic thing, probably. So mm, yeah. we wanted to know whether like experience with a baby might change, just like it did for you, Taylor, right? Like you didn't kind of have this feeling at all. And then you got this helpless, adorable little French bulldog. And all of a sudden, you, it, it's crystal clear to you. I thought that might be a little bit what might happen if when you're a parent you might be like oh now i feel cute aggression towards babies because Mm. now i've experienced having one that's mine
1: are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice it's time to dig deeper
2: And it's, and there's something to, because I I grew up with dogs. I always had dogs growing up, but like, they're not, the responsibility isn't there. Like the, 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 like, it wasn't on me to make sure that the dog was fed and everything like that. So I would imagine, you know, oh, I think babies are cute, but I don't really get cute aggression for Mm -hmm. them. But I could see that as soon as you know that that thing is there and you need to take care of it and it's on, it's your responsibility. I can very much see how. I would, I would develop that it, feeling. Right.
1: It, it makes me curious, like to just think, thinking about everything that you just said there, Catherine. It, I, I'm, I wonder how much the like the the advent of of the of you know the accessibility of the internet has kind of changed people's um, uh, intensity of cute aggression. Like, I, like it makes me wonder if if pre internet days you know, where, where we aren't, um, we, it isn't just so easy for us to be inundated with cute puppy videos and cat videos. (laughs) If, if like, if cute aggression was perhaps like not as, uh, as rampant as it is now, you know, like I, I, I I mean, you know, just like thinking about what you said about how, how, you know, wondering if, 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 It isn't until someone has a child that they realize, oh, fuck, wow, I have this now. Um, And, you know, you look at that same group of people 30 years ago um, where, you know, a number of them don't have children, but also a number of them aren't on Instagram and constantly being (laughs) sent like super cute puppy videos. Like, you know, I wonder how much of that has has had an effect, like how technology has had an effect on on cute aggression. Um, Yeah, just just an interesting thought there do you, I mean, th- it's, do you like, think that cute that's stuff a, a, is everywhere? Yeah. Do you think there's a possibility that like that, the you know, modern technology has kind of like ramped up the amount of cute aggression in society?
3: I mean, maybe, especially because, you know, Instagram doesn't show us pictures of babies being not cute or puppies, you yeah. know, pooping on the floor and being and chewing up your favorite, you know, rugs <laughs> and socks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they show yeah. us, they show us, right? Like you don't post that on Instagram, you post on Instagram, the picture of your dog looking like the cutest, tiniest little mm. baby creature there little ever was. Muffin. And so mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. I think you're right. Like cute stuff is more prevalent now than it was pre internet. In,
1: in your study, um, like where, where you're, you're literally reading the brain signals. Um, did anything pop out to you in that surprised you in terms of like, which parts of the brain are firing, you know, like, is this, is this like, is, is this tied to like the reward system or is this tied to um, I, it, what, what kinds of things were you, were you, were you able to, to glean from that?
3: Yeah. So one of my biggest research interests is the reward system actually. So it's funny that you said that. Um, and that's what I thought might be going on here. Like I thought maybe the reward system was almost like over firing. Mm. <laughs> like it was going, going a little crazy in terms of being overactive or something like that. Um, and we did actually find that people who reported feeling more cute aggression had more reward-related brain activity. Uh, so it does seem like there's something mm. to that. But we also found that there, the people who reported feeling cute aggression also had more brain activity in their emotional system of their brain. Okay. Mm. So I think, I think it's a pretty complicated feeling, which isn't surprising since it's such a weird unexplainable feeling. It's not surprising. It's pretty multifaceted. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was emotion system. It was reward system, but it also really hinged on being overwhelmed. That was right. a big thing we found.
1: <clears throat> right.
2: Right. Um, Brian Jair, question for you guys. I experienced cute aggression to a pretty extreme degree. <clears throat> Do you guys think that that automat- that that officially rules out me being a psychopath? Nope.
0: Uh, it, it's interesting. I, I, I because stand
1: by my feelings about uh, who you are. Deep down, I,
0: it it gives me hope. Okay. It gives me hope for you because yeah, yeah. So initially, a Initially, I was like, I don't know if he feels any emotions, and then when I see you with Loki, I'm like, ah, it's there. It's just not for humans. That's right. It's not for any anyone in his community. Uh, um, Catherine, I wanted to ask about uh, some some more specifics about this study. I'm yeah. curious. I I imagine so. I. I kind of jokingly said, uh, was guessing that you had to curate a bunch of super cute content. Um, But I I am actually curious about, like, was there a piece of super cute content that you're like, oh, this one reigns supreme above all Mm. other super cute pieces of content? (laughs) Like, is there something that you're like, hey, I want to send something cute to my friends. I know from this study, this is going to like overwhelm them and probably give them cute aggression.
3: So I have to say we were very lucky in far as we actually got images for this study from other people who have studied cuteness and the other studies of cute aggression. So I sadly did not get to curate the content. I ah. didn't get to spend hours looking for cute puppy pictures and being like, this is a 10 out of 10. This is a nine out of 10. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I wish that were um, part of my job, sadly not. Uh, but from this study and kind of the research, I can definitely I feel like I do have a better sense of like what is the cutest thing. So what has the biggest eyes, the biggest head, the smallest nose. Oh my God, yes. Um, Really, really round, fluffy chinchillas tend to like get a lot of people. Like they look like perfect, fluffy cloud things with their little ears and their little whiskers.
0: Chinchillas are the softest Thing on the planet too. Oh, I went to. Uh, my I went to, fucking um, god! I'm our, looking at our, it right now. I'm dying. Our local, our local oh, uh, wildlife no. rescue um, center here, Hope yeah, for Wildlife. Oh. They they had a Gosh. chinchilla here that was rescued from Peru, and yeah. I touched it, and it was like yep. it's unlike anything. You can't. Do you know that chinchillas? Yes. Um, they're so they they have so many fine hairs, which is why they're so soft. That. <laughs> Brian, if, didn't
2: you eat a chinchilla? No, I didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they get, if they get, if they get wet, they can get moldy. Did you know oh, that? Little
1: buddies. Buddies. Oh, little buddies, little yeah. buddies guys i'm, I'm sure so yeah, the really you. round ones. yeah so i'm i'm yeah. for people that uh, people can't see this but i'm screen sharing this forever for for everyone on the on the call here oh look my at god. this yep. it, folks you gotta google so you gotta google 186 baby chinchilla that will melt your heart 186 <laughs> this is the fucking mother load right here look at this <laughs> oh my oh god oh my
2: that god. one was in a mini rocking chair <laughs>
1: oh my god my teeth can't yeah. handle it i that can't i can't <laughs> Clench my uh, no. jaw hard enough <laughs> oh my god you know god. kyla
2: thinks that um kyla oh. was uh she had to get she had Number to get 10. a uh a, a bite plate for when she sleeps and she and she's she's convinced that it's a result of a having low-key oh that's hilarious <laughs> that
1: bef- that is
2: before intense. before that she didn't need one <laughs> yeah, and that right. she's, she's she 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 like grinds her teeth when she's sleeping and and she thinks it's a
0: Oh, my God. it's so lineage. funny because I'm before before age, we started having yeah. this conversation, guys, I would have been so embarrassed to be having this conversation publicly in the sense that not that I'm embarrassed to feel this, but to talk about it in a way where yeah. like like I now feel like I'm not alone in this, you know, like I know that Taylor yeah, right. and Jerry, I know that you guys identify with this, too. But to hear that like 60 to 70 percent of the population also experiences this. It's it's actually quite yeah. comforting to know that.
3: Yeah. It makes <laughs> you yeah. feel less yeah. weird. Also, do you guys mind if I share my screen? Because this is actually I found the picture I it. send to people about
1: 100 percent here. Them. Oh. One second, let me give you let me give you the permission to share here. Uh <laughs> okay. Uh because oh, I'm, I'm dying for this, this is well, so good we'll have to put and this folks, on our like, Instagram. <laughs> yeah. We will definitely put this on our Instagram. Uh here one second here. This,
3: this is first. one I feel like this is the one where I'm like I think this is gonna do go. it for most people um with cute aggression okay
1: hold on so i'm so excited this one it looks like it looks it literally look at his rump it looks like something (laughs) out of a fucking Miyazaki like studio ghibli film oh my god
3: Oh, look my how
1: god. round his it is. Ears. Look at his
2: ears. Look at his ears. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, folks. Was, you but gotta, but gotta go to our Instagram
1: right butt. now. Go to Sick Boy on Instagram yeah. and you will see these photos. This is killing
0: me. Guys, uh, I just dug my fingernails into my legs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: holy yeah so that's the picture i send because they're so damn round like (laughs) it's just i can't i can't with them
1: Catherine, um what Um, also the the
3: person who breeds these has an instagram so if anyone wants to lose their minds over (laughs) the roundest of round chinchillas yeah um that would be i think it's a Cameron's chinchillas I don't know who Cameron is but I love
1: him but they're nailing it because yeah, he right. breeds the lots. roundest chinchillas uh, Catherine the, the what do you breed the, for roundest. The, uh, <laughs> the study that the, the study that you actually conducted I uh, like it was the is this is this uh is this a one-off like is this was this a one-time thing but really you're, you're focusing most of your studies on 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 children with and without autism or Or like, do do you have future studies in your mind that you want to kind of uh, tackle that surround cute aggression?
3: Yeah. So actually, we just, I think it was yesterday, um, got Institutional Review Board, Ethics Board permission to start an online study, since we can't do in person right now, where we're going to ask kids, little kids, whether they feel cute aggression.
0: Um,
3: So we're going to do a study of kids between the ages of six and eight or no, three and eight, actually. And we're going to try to actually like systematically figure out, do kids that little experience cute aggression? If so, when? And like wow. in terms of development, does it kind of coincide with other developmental processes around the same time <laughs> in right. life? So we're right. so excited. Guys, do you, guys now, I just want to
0: say, imagine, think- um, imagine how cute it would be to watch a little kid having cute aggression
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, i mean, catherine do you do you obviously you got to do the study but like just offhand right now is do you think that children do experience it based off what you what you know and what you've seen
3: yeah i think they do although i think it probably takes a little while to develop because i think actually taylor said this earlier sometimes little kids they don't even know that they could hurt the cute thing. So they just go and squeeze it really, really hard. And parents mm-hmm. have to be like, whoa, 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 just gentle hands. <laughs>
1: yeah, right.
3: Don't mm-hmm. squeeze the puppy to death. And so I think, I think in order to experience cute aggression, you'd have to have a part of you that knows like, oh crap, I can't do that. Like I can't squeeze mm-hmm. you that hard, mm-hmm. but I want to. And that's mm-hmm. what kind of cute aggression is. So I think it would develop kind of around the time as like empathy and ability to take other people's perspectives, not just thinking mm. that like everyone feels like you do. So yeah, I think my guess is maybe age like is three that? year olds less and four and five year olds more.
1: Right, right, right. But I
3: I literally is, can't wait. I'm so um, excited.
1: Is that
2: when that is that when that typically develops in humans that uh, like empathy starts to develop in like the four to five year old range?
3: Yeah. So theory of mind, which is basically your ability to think about other people's perspectives and, and know that they're thinking something different than you, or that they could be thinking hmm. something different than you is kind of a, yeah, three to four. And then empathy kind of comes after that a little bit after that. Hmm. So interesting. we'll
2: see. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, well,
1: I, I mean, this is, I, I got to say, just to kind of circle back to the very beginning, this, this is, this has been a conversation that I was so So elated that Lauren had lined up and, uh, and Catherine, it did not disappoint. Uh, this is, this is one of the, one of the most like enjoyable conversations that I think we've had in a long time. Uh, I want to thank you for, first of all, for the work that you do. You're doing God's work. Keep doing it. Uh, and and also, thank you for taking time out of your day today to sit down with us and uh, give us a little bit of insight into something that uh, that obviously Brian is very passionate about, which is cute aggression. So thank you. And,
0: and, it w- and it would be amazing to have you uh, back on the podcast sometime to talk about the other work that you do. Um, with uh, children with autism 100 percent sounds really yeah. interesting I,
3: yeah yeah i'd love that my yeah the clinical work i do in the neuroscience research with kids with autism that's um that has my heart i mean this is this yeah. don't get me wrong i love doing this <laughs> this is beyond adorable but it, it it really does get me out of bed every day to work with those kiddos so i'd i'd be thrilled
1: to Amazing. talk to you guys about cool that. well again thank you so much Catherine. this has been really fun Adore thanks piece. for
3: having me i appreciate it
2: That is it for today. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in.
0: If you like what you heard, make sure that you share our podcast with your friends. We love those extra ears. Sick Boy Podcast
1: is a Snack Labs production. It is produced by myself, Jeremy Saunders, Taylor McGilvery, Brian Stever, and Lauren Sankey. Sound design is coming to you from Donovan the Meerkat Morgan. The music of the show is from our friend Rich O'Coin. And Sick Boy Podcast is managed by Jeffrey Lonas. That is it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy.